Um, all right, Caden. So let's talk about these freaking M16s in Afghanistan with with the Soviets, and let let's lay to rest any of this hobnob about them being captured from the Mujahideen. So go, so hit it, man. Yeah. So there are a lot of pictures out there of um, Soviet troops during the invasion of the invasion and occupation of Afghanistan by the Soviet Union, um, where they are posing with what definitely appears to be M16A1s. Um, and it's been pretty properly believed, mostly in my opinion, because of the way the pictures have been captioned, that the M16s were captured from Mujahideen rebels, um, from Afghan fighters. And the one thing that kind of has always interested me about that is that there are all these pictures of these Soviets with M16s, and there, there are quite a lot of them, more than you would think. Um, there are at least, at least 10 floating around, but there is not a single picture that I've ever seen. And I've spent countless hours scouring, um, folders and zip files and everything full of reference photos of Mujahideen fighters. And I've never seen a single photo of one with an M16. And yeah. Yeah. So essentially... Yeah, so essentially, the open uh, what's available open source on the internet right now, and that doesn't go into you know what we might find in you know some some hut somewhere in Dara or anywhere else, um, but the open source evidence points to you know these M16s, majority of them being with on Soviet forces and not the Mujahideen at all. Yeah, definitely. Um, we can see there are a couple pictures of KGB guys um kgb alpha guys before the war um with m16s not in afghanistan but in russia and why they had them that's no one really knows right there's not that context is missing from a lot of the pictures it's a lot of them were kind of just presented as pictures of kgb guys not necessarily presented as pictures of kgb guys with m16s but they are present um so we do know that they had them before the war where they got them who knows I if if I had to give it a guess, I would probably say Southeast Asia in some capacity because there obviously were a lot of those floating around there at that time um, before the Afghan war. But there is one picture that is, you know, fairly confirmed to be like evident of operational use of the M16 by Soviet forces, and that's a picture of two guys from the GRU, which is Soviet Military Intelligence, uh, what they would call the Muslim Battalion which were a group of guys who would go out in indigenous clothing and who were also thought to sort of look like Afghans and, you know, do intelligence operations, do covert action. And there's a photo of one of two of those guys, one with a G3 and one with an M16. That's the only besides. So we have that, that picture. And then we have the pictures of the KGB guys before the war. Um, those are the only two pictures or three pictures we have that only really says, like, these were used, fired to an extent by these units. Um, other than that, there are pictures of guys, the unit is kind of hard to tell because there's not a whole lot of identifying factors in the other pictures. But there are other pictures of guys with them, for sure. But it's hard to, it's hard, what, what's hard to figure out is, were they using them, were they actually fielding them, um, or did they just have one there for some reason, and everyone just wanted to take a picture with it. And in my opinion, you know, the latter is probably slightly more likely, right? Like having an M16, if it was on base for some reason, if they're testing it, if they were 
um, doing some kind of field trial with it to assess capability. If they had one sitting around, everyone would have had to take a picture with it, right? Because it's an American gun. It's it's very exotic for them. It's very interesting. Yeah. So the to answer, so let's go into this a little bit more. So with the GRU, right? So the interesting thing with that guy on the right with his with his M sixteen. Um, well, and another thing to point out here is that it appears every single M16 variant here appears to be of an A1 configuration with the birdcage flash hider, with the extended um, um, bolt, uh, bolt release, not extended bolt release. Um, uh, what is it? The thumb, the thumb, the freaking thumb button that Stoner didn't want it. Forward assist. Yeah, the forward assist. I'm, I'm having a bad morning. So... But they're all they're all A1s. They're not E1s. They're not earlier variants. So that establishes at least one point that we have here, right? And that sort of matches with what we've seen. Um, well, actually, actually, if you check out the picture that I shared that comes from Max Poppinker in a Facebook group, look very look closely at the um, look closely at the receiver marking. And you'll notice that's that's actually a it says a mod that's a mod number. Do you notice that? Oh wow, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's not a you know it's not a it doesn't have the classic markings of M16A1 and you know U.S. government property. That's actually that looks like a commercial variant right there. Um, and it's in the sim- it's in the similar configuration with the birdcage flash hider, right? Yeah. So. Interesting. Another yeah, that's point. yeah, that's weird because you'd expect it to say like M16A1, but no, it doesn't. Yeah. And this comes from uh, as well as as it comes from Max. Um, that is a M16 rifle used in trials. In so it might be you know a mod six one three or the M or the M16E1A1 or the A1E1 or the E1 whatever whatever the variant was I believe. Um, but Max shares that and says, you know, the Soviets thought it was like, imperialist garbage and that the only thing it was good for was that it was slightly more accurate. Well, it was more accurate than they came lighter. Um, so figuring out, you know, where these came from, you know, Vietnam, Southeast Asia is, you know, everyone's leaning towards that. A couple other people in that group were talking about the captured M16s coming out of there. Um, one particular guy, he mentions that a museum in Warsaw took me to their basement, vault room. And I got to examine uh, several very early AR-15 Army Lights. They have a very big selection of rifles down there, da, da, da. So, you know, that tells you that, you know, these rifles were floating around somehow. You know, they were going around, um, whether they got in commercially or whether they got in from Vietnam. You know, I, I, want, I, really, I really do wonder, like, what's, what's the case there? You know, the, the jury's still out, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You go ahead. So you know another thing that I noticed on some of these images that you showed me. Do you notice the tourniquets on some of them? Yes, that's a very good point, and I was actually about to bring that up. Um, that to me points towards potential operational testing, possibly given that like they would do that to seventy four stocks, to AK seventy four stocks. Um, that was like a pretty common thing that Soviet soldiers would do over there just to keep it at the ready. And it is curious that they did that on M16 because it, uh, you know, it, it definitely 
points to the idea that they were carrying them to an extent because otherwise if they were just if they just had it out at a range out there for some reason it would be quite odd to have a tourniquet on it right exactly and then the other thing with the um with the slings as well i don't know what exact sling that's from but it's not it's not a kalashnikov sling is it a pkm sling i believe it is yes huh so it, um, you know it kind of points to it's like you know these these guns have tourniquets on them in the same way that they're using with the 74s they've got soviet slings on them it's like these rifles were used operationally i mean they're not i mean i i, I would i would venture to guess that like this this is going beyond the sort of testing phase it's like no these are actually in use in some capacity in a limited capacity right and yeah and and i think that like i to me my kind of guess about that is that they were used in a operational testing capacity which given the history of of what the u.s did in afghanistan at the time um we certainly were looking at some of the you know some of the results of some of the weapons we gave Mujahideen for testing purposes to an extent right i mean like battle damage assessment was from what i've read a fairly large part of um the some of the intelligence programs we did over there seeing what would do what soviet armor and yeah. that took you know that took putting u.s made stuff into combat and the fact that they may have done the same with one of our guns is not altogether shocking yeah yeah, and along those lines, um, or as this particular GRU unit, right, it may have filled a particular role, and it's like they needed that sort of, they particularly liked the M16 for some reason with that in that yeah. capacity. Huh. Well, and, and that's honestly part of what makes that, like those pictures of the KGB guys pre-war, using them pretty interesting, is that... Um, they, they, I mean, those those KGB guys presumably were in training during those pictures. I don't know what operation they would have been on, uh, just given the time frame. They certainly could have been about to go off on something, but it's it's fairly unlikely. And you know, those those guys are, are the pretty much the peak of the Soviet military at that point. I mean, they were some of the Soviet Union's best guys, and given that one of them is just casually carrying an M sixteen. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if, to an extent, they had found you know a couple of guys had a couple of guys had found some reason to like them and actually want to use them. And I'm sure that ammunition procurement was a little bit frustrating, but if they could get the rifle, I would assume that they would be able to get the ammunition for at least a couple of them. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think the other like the other aspect to look at here with the commercial aspect is you had guys like Inner Arms, right, Samuel Cummings was running around in this time period and he loved he loved the ar-10 and he loved the ar-15 yeah he was selling all sorts of stuff so it's like it wasn't it's not it wasn't impossible for the soviet union to get to get m16s in that in that era whether you know even with ammunition procurement right if you figure all they would have had to done is set up some kind of front man to buy 556 from samuel cummings and it's like you know sam sam was a nefarious figure in his own right but you know, it's, you don't have to. You don't have to have another Paris figure to deal with him. You can just have a front man from some other neutral country like buy that ammo. You know, Absolutely, so it's yeah. Not, you know, it's that the, the realm of possibilities is not that hard. So you could yeah. have these rifles, and you could get them supplied. You know, so it's definitely feasible. Yeah, interesting. And the other thing 
the other thing that I wanted to mention, you know, so the guy, the 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 state, the possibly staged picture of the guy, right? Look at the chest rig that he has, and those those look like seven six two or seven six two by five four um, rounds on his chest rig, not five five six rounds, you know. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That is that's definitely that is definitely not the rounds for an M sixteen to say the least. Yeah, so it's like, what's you know what's happening here? Is he just posing with the, you know? Is he using the rifle operationally? Does the rifle actually belong to the guy on the right? But he really likes it, so he wants to pose yeah. with it. Yeah. And the guy on the and the guy, oh well, his right, but on the guy on the right in the picture, it, does he actually use the G three? And he's just you know like I don't know what's the answer. It's to actually, this? a good question. Yeah, and I know um, to my knowledge, the G three was a more common rifle to be found out there. I have seen photos of Afghan fighters if, of that era with the odd G3 every once in a while. They can obviously be seen with a ton of stuff. And to me, the G3 is more believable than the M16 in terms of, like, you know, he it was some battlefield pickup thing that he wanted to use for whatever reason, only because there were, there were just, to my knowledge, more G3s in the region at that time. Yeah, absolutely. But that does bring up an interesting oh. point. You're just looking at the rounds that are on his... Uh, pretty decorative looking bandolier or belt yeah. system. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and that's very, you know, when he's trying to blend in, you know, he's trying to have that very Pashtun look at that time of a, of a Mooj fighter, you know, with the sort of wraparound with the actually, and that actually, I wonder if it's, I'm wondering if it's a double, if it's a double belt, cause it looks kind of thick underneath, but I can't, uh, I can't yeah. tell, you know, cause that's, that's definitely something we see in Curtis circles with the double, the double bandolier sort of deal, the double uh, chest rig. Um, yeah. But cool. Any, anything else you got on this, man? Uh, the only thing, the only other thing I bring up is that there is a picture of a guy in a hell what appears to be in a helicopter um, with one that also just another little anecdote in terms of possible operational use. There's a picture of a guy in a helicopter with one. And um, unless he was just flying to another base to shoot it at a flat range, um, that does point towards our theory of some limited operational use. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, you know, the jury's still out on this. Both where did the Soviet Union get these from and what were they doing and who exactly was using them in Afghanistan in that era? Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Yeah. Cool, man. So thanks so much for coming on. I just wanted to like talk about this and recap this because it's such a weird yeah. phenomenon. And I want to try to put it into us now. Yeah, definitely. So cool. All right. I'm going to end this. Sounds good. Sweet.